Welcome everyone and thank you for joining us here on The Rescue, where you will hear Brother Dewey Dewar preaching in the Word of God concerning the last days and events that are in our world today, leading to the second coming of Lord Jesus Christ. Most importantly, that you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And now, here is your speaker, Brother Dewey Dwyer. Praise the Lord, I'm Dewey Dwyer, and I'm back on rescue to tell you the words of God, things that you need to know for your own safety and for your eternal destination. Again, I remind you the words that God said himself in the Holy Scripture. The Bible says in Isaiah 46, remember these words. If you never remember anything else, Remember that you, every day of your life, are dealing with the God of this universe. He's all-present, all-powerful, and all-knowing. He knows everything you do. He's present at all times, and he can do anything he wants to because he's all-powerful, and he's all-present, and he's all-knowing. But he said, I have spoken it in chapter 46, verse 11. He said, calling the ravenous birds from the east, the man that executes my counsel from a far country, yea, I have spoken it. That's the Holy Scripture. God said whatever's in this Bible, he inspired the prophets, the writers to write this down and say exactly what he is intending to have to come to pass. He said, I have spoken it. I will also bring it to pass. I have proposed it. And I also will do it. I've got a message for some people today that are dealing in very wicked things in the high offices of the United States of America and in the local governments. But the Bible has plain words for those people. They're not hidden. And we'll look in Luke in the 11th chapter. And it's woe unto the lawyers. Woe unto the lawyers, the one who has the government under control in our country today, as well as the local governments, of course. But it applies to both. Verse 44 tells about the hypocrites and the Pharisees, the imitation Christians, the, the uh, churches which tries to dominate people, not through the Lord Jesus Christ, but by their own means. But verse talks about 45. As these people stood around as Jesus talked, he rebuked them for their sins and what they were doing. And in that day, one of the lawyers was there. That's the people that help govern the countries also, just like it is right now. But he had a special message for lawyers. He said, in verse 45, then answered one of the lawyers and said unto Jesus, Master, thus saying thou reproachest us also. Jesus said back to him. And Jesus said, Woe unto you, you lawyers, for you have laid men with burdens grievous to be borne. And ye yourselves touch not the burdens with one of your fingers. Woe unto you, for you build sepulchres of the, uh, the prophets 
and your fathers killed them. Then he went down to verse 52 and he started on them again. Woe unto you lawyers, for you have taken away the key of knowledge. You have entered not into, you have not entered in yourselves, and them that were entering in you hindered. Read that again. Woe unto you lawyers, for you have taken away the key of knowledge. That fits very specifically with our government allowing the Bible to be taken out of the schools and out of the public places. One to you, for you have taken away the key of knowledge, and the key of knowledge is the Holy Scripture. There is no other knowledge. And ye entered not in yourselves, and them that were entering in you hindered. Also, ye lawyers, we have some more messages for you. And it talks about a little child. And that little child is precious unto God. When we destroy little children, such as our government has made laws, and they are protecting the murder of 4,000 babies per day in the United States of America, and promoting the murder of these children worldwide, they claim that it is God's law. Hillary Clinton herself said that God, it's God's will that little babies be killed. That was her words. It was from a previous program. We read it directly from a documented report. But listen what God says about this. Whosoever, in, verse, in chapter 18 of Matthew, and in verse 4, whosoever shall humble himself as a little child, this is being saved, and shall be the, shall be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. In other words, a born-again Christian will be greater than, than the most self-righteous person up on this earth than he is. But watch this, what he says about the little child. But whoso shall receive one such little child in my name receiveth me. But whoso, watch this warning lawyers, watch this. Whoso shall offend one of these little ones Closely take notice. Hillary Clinton's idea of what God said, that it was all right to destroy little children, and the government backs her up. The lawyers back her up. This is the, the punishment of everlasting damnation and a lake of fire for anyone and everyone that offends or kills a little baby. Any of the children that are not, have not come to the age of accountability, meaning knowing right and wrong, and knowing about Jesus and Calvary's cross where he paid the price for the sins for everyone. Those little people are protected by God. And those who offend them, who murder them, this punishment, verse 6, chapter 18, but whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me and little children believe in Jesus. It is better for him that a millstone be hanged about his neck that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Woe unto the world because of offenses for it must needs be that offenses come. But woe to the man 
who whom the offenses cometh. Warn to those people, the governing agencies, the people of the United States of America which condone abortions, which condone the killing of 4,000 babies per day by the abortion clinics, by condoned by the representatives and the senators and the president and Queen Hillary who runs the government. But woe unto those people for the punishment shall be greater than anyone else because they have offended God himself. And the offenses of God, you see the judgments, the wrath of God coming up on the United States of America. If you never looked at anything else, just look at the weather patterns. Just look at the earthquakes. Look at the tornadoes. Look at the hurricanes. Look at the flooding. Look at all the pestilence. Look at the disease that's out of control completely. AIDS killing now 10 to 12 people per day. The homosexuals that are in our government. But we'll go further here. And God said in chapter 18, and he said that if two persons agree, he said if you just agree, two Christians, that things can happen if we pray and ask God to do something about what happened, the judgment of God will come upon the wicked people and the things can be halted. Verily, verily, I say unto you in verse 18 of chapter 18, if whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again I say unto you, that if two, that's Christians, not anyone else, Christians, Christians, then I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask for, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. And when two or three of you are together, are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of you. Two people can make a world of differences. But when the lawyers and the people of the United States of America decide that they will offend the little ones of God, the babies that are being murdered every day, and anyone that does anything to a child and mistreats it, the, the rape and the murder of children every day in the United States of America, and nothing is done. It's a way of life that has developed in the country we love so much, the country that God loves so much, that spread the gospel of the world and unto the world, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ throughout the world. But he said, woe unto the world because of offenses, for it must need be that offenses come. But woe to the man whom the offense cometh. You know, it's amazing. We watch these things happen, yet there's no fear of God. And in, in chapter 1 of Romans, God talked about the degrading of man as they downward went. They got so low that they had to look up just to see the snake's belly. That's how low these people are that's described in the last part of chapter 1 of Romans. These are the people that are ruling our country, the United States of America. But God said that they can be saved. Anyone can be saved. You have not committed any sin that isn't forgiven. Even the murder of the babies is forgiven by God. He's such a merciful God. He would forgive you if you will come forward. If you will ask him forgiveness. If you repent of your sins, God said, I'll forgive you. 
He said, for all of sin comes short of the glory of God. But he said, anyone and everyone. He said, if I confess my sin, he's faithful and just forgive me of my sins and cleanse me of all unrighteousness. That applies to every person on this earth. But if you will not confess, if you will not repent, then God said he knows the time. He'll turn you over to reprobate mine and then you'll never hear the word of God again. And then it's over. There is no repentance for a person with a reprobate mind. Reprobate means can't understand, can't know the reality of Jesus Christ. One day soon, our Lord Jesus is coming back to see all the signs in daily life that God has showed us the preview of his coming back. All the signs in Matthew 24 is exactly as Jesus said. He said this is going to happen in tribulation time. But tribulation time has not started here. And Revelation chapter 6 shows the beginning of tribulation. How the wars are already here. The Antichrist is already groomed, but nobody knows who he is yet. But all possibility, he is ready and waiting just to take over his role in the last days. But just before he shows up, 2 Thessalonians 2, 7 through 12 says, He who now leadeth the Holy Spirit that's indwelled in every born-again Christian, only in the born-again Christian. You cannot escape except by being born by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. How do you do that? He said, he who now letteth will let until he's taken out of the way. How do you become one of these that's taken out of the way? Simply admitting you're a sinner, believing in the death, the burial, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, being willing to repent with God's help and asking him to come in your heart by faith, believing in his death and his burial and his resurrection. Believing that Jesus is the Son of God. Now, if you don't believe it, there's no way. If you're not willing to turn your life over to Jesus Christ, you can't be saved. It must be with Jesus. He's the only way. He's the only truth. He's the only life. As I look at the, the Holy Scripture, that there's many things that is really confusing to people. We have so many different religions. They have bent the Word of God to a point where they say they have the right road. But Jesus is the only way. It doesn't make any difference what man says, but what God says. The, bo the book of the Bible is two, a book of twos. Twos. Number one is you. Number two is God. So there's two persons involved. Actually, there's three persons involved in that particular situation. One of them is the Holy Spirit of God. One of them is the person who delivers the Word of God to you, which is a born-again Christian. And the third person is you. And you have the choice. So it really comes down to just two persons. After you've heard the Word of God, those two persons is God and you. And if you will not believe God then you've rejected the only means of escaping the damnation of this world and it's going to be damned and it's going to be burned up and it's going to be destroyed completely and you are, if you don't receive the one and only way of salvation, which is Jesus Christ, then you will go to hell and then to the lake of fire. But the Bible is a book of twos. There's two covenants, one the Old Testament, one the New Testament. And as the Bible describes, there's two positions that a man's in. He's in one of two. He's either a hell-bound sinner or he's a saved sinner by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. One of the two. There is no other. There's no third way. 
It's only Jesus and you. And when you come to Jesus, there's only two people that's involved. You and God, there may be thousands all around you, but there's only two that's going to make the deal. When you make a contract, it's with two, one, but between you and one more person is a final signing of it. And that signing by Jesus Christ was signed in his blood on Calvary's cross that you could be saved if you would agree to what his contract is. And that contract is simply believing in the finished works of Calvary's cross by Jesus Christ. And Jesus is the only way. In the book of the Bible in the New Testament, it tells about two kinds of people, saved and lost people, the wheat and the tares. I mean, if you've got a field out here and it's got wheat in it and it's got weeds in it, when you come to the thrashing time, then the wheat is taken one place and the weeds are left to be burned. And that's what he's describing, the simplicity of salvation, that man could understand these things. And God paralleled everything so simple in the Bible that anyone can understand it. He talked about the time of judgment. And that's the time when the sheep and the goats. Well, the sheep represents the people that have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. And the sheep and the goats are separated. The sheep, sheep go to heaven. That's the born-again Christian. The evil people, which means the goats, goes to hell. And then it talks about darkness and light. Light is heaven. Darkness talks about hell, the lake of fire, where there's eternal darkness and suffering and pain and sickness and sorrows like no man could ever, ever realize. Then he talks about the two places a man can go. It's either to heaven or it's either to hell. Or he talks about the two builders in many places down through the Bible. He talks about the man builds his house on a firm foundation, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. Or he builds it on a sandy place which sinks and finally into hell and is destroyed. The rock and the sand. And Jesus is the rock of salvation. He is the foundation. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. But the final thing, two destinations is the most important all. You've got to make a decision whether you want to go to heaven or whether you want to go to hell. One of the two places. And when you say no to the Lord Jesus Christ, when you've heard the word of God, you refuse it, then you are going to go to hell and then to the lake of fire. And the worst part about it is we're standing on the verge of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ by all the prophecies in the Bible that's needed to be fulfilled have already been fulfilled. Jesus comes back. He who now let it, will let until he's taken out of the way. Jesus calls with a shout of an archangel out of the eastern sky. And then every Christian is removed from this earth. Not one person will be here to tell you about Jesus. And even if there was, listen to the rest of the scripture. He who now let it, will let until he's taken out of the way. And then the Antichrist, the evil ones revealed and then he will present you a way of life that sounds like that it's right because your ears will not hear the word of God no more. Your eyes will not read the word of God. Your mind will not understand the word of God. And the Bible says those who've heard the word of God and refuse it, they will be damned. Means going to hell. Read it for yourself. Second Thessalonians 2, 7 through 12. Read that. A man can read a newspaper and read that. That's simple enough for anybody to know. 
But if you think you're going to escape this world as these lawyers have presented their way of life, if you think you're going to escape, you'll burn with them. And I suspect from what we can understand that about 90% of the people that are on this earth today will go to hell. That's a sad note. But everybody takes offense and say, well, how do you know? By the word of God. By their fruit you shall know them. When you find people who condone the sins that have been made and sanctioned by the government of the United States, when you do that, the Bible says that if you have pleasure in them, you are guilty of these same sins. So the world itself is condemned already because it's not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. The wonderful words that John 3:16, for God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. I'm not talking about somebody just out here hanging on a tree. I'm talking about God in flesh who came to this world. God incarnate in a Bible, in a, in a body. The Bible speaks of this man that's coming, and his name is Jesus, and he is God. He's God's son. His blood, God's blood flowed in the veins of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not some human's blood. God's blood. And that wonderful God, for God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God in the Old Testament told all the things, Jesus, that would happen to him, how he would be a perfect sacrifice, that you could go to heaven. God explained that way ahead of time. Yet thousands upon billions of people refuse to believe the words of God and are going to burn in a lake of fire for no reason other than unbelief, not because of the sins they committed, but the one sin, the sin of unbelief, not believing in the death, burial, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, not believing in the record that God laid down that he sent his son to be a perfect sacrifice that you could go to heaven. Two roads, the road to heaven or the road to hell. The road to heaven comes by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Only by the blood, only by his precious blood that was shed on Calvary's cross. Thousands and thousands of times on rescue. The true word of God. This is the most important of all messages that can be preached is you need Jesus. Jesus is the only way that you'll ever escape the final penalty of sin. The wages of sin is death and a lake of fire. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You don't believe it? You burn. And you'll remember every word I've said for you for the last 12, 13 years. You'll remember every time you saw me. You'll remember every time you saw me on the street as you heard me on radio and in different places. You'll remember every word I said. Maybe you haven't heard me before. Maybe you've heard somebody else. Any Christian who relates the word of God to a lost person, that word of God will never, never leave their mind. They'll try to burn it out and all that, but in the back of their mind, the Holy Spirit reminds them. So shall my words be that go forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And prosper in the things where I have sent it. So God's word always stays in your mind when you hear it. But you will find a time when this thing is coming to a fast close. 
that Jesus is going to return and the awful antichrist that the Bible speaks about is going to rule this world. About seven years, he'll be trying to rule this world. And he'll make you believe his awful, awful thoughts. And you'll believe that lie. And the Bible says plainly that if you heard the word of God and refused it, you will be lost forever. You'll go to hell. If Jesus comes this very moment, this very moment, you've heard the word of God and refused it, you're going to believe a lie and you're lost. But if you'll pray this simple prayer right now, you can seal your eternal destination by the word of God. Don't matter what you've done. Don't matter what sin you've committed. God said he'd forgive every one of them. If you will turn your life over to him, this message, this very words of God, he said, for all of sin come short of the glory of God. He said, if you'd admit you're a sinner, you believe in the death, burial, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe that Jesus is the Christ. He's the son of God, that he is God. You're willing to repent. God said, I'll help you. Then call upon the name of whom you believed in, the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus, come into my heart. Save me today. He's answered you in John 6, 37. Him that cometh to me, I will no wise cast out. He'll give you eternal life. Do it today. Save your life. When I see leaves falling, I know winter's coming. When flowers are blooming, I know there's a spring. For the seasons abide by the word he has given. Now signs are appearing. For Jesus to come I'm looking for Jesus My soon coming King I know He's returning Like a bird on a wing It may be at morning, but he may come tonight. I want to be ready to go, let my soul take its flight. The trumpet will sound for the joy of that moment. My soul hears his footsteps, and I look toward the sky. My heart beats with rapture as the Spirit speaks to me, saying, Lift up your head, for 
my coming is nigh. I'm looking for Jesus, my soon coming King. I know He's returning like a bird on the It may be at morning, but he may come tonight. I want to be ready to go, let my soul take its flight. I want to be ready to go. Let my soul take its
The Letter to the Romans, Chapter 1 Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God which he had promised afore by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his Son Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh, and declared to be the Son of God with power, according to the Spirit of holiness, by the resurrection from the dead, by whom we have received grace and apostleship, for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name, among whom are ye also the called of Jesus Christ. To all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all, that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers, making request, if by any means now at length I might have a prosperous journey by the will of God to come unto you. For I long to see you, that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift to the end ye may be established, that is, that I may be comforted together with you by the mutual faith both of you and me. Now I would not have you ignorant, brethren, that oftentimes I purposed to come unto you, but was let hitherto that I might have some fruit among you also, even as among other Gentiles. I am debtor, both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. So as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, The just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath shown it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie, and worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed for ever. Amen. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature, and likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind, to do those things which are not convenient, 
being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Every day they pass me by. I can see it in their eyes. Empty people, filled with care, headed who knows where. On they go through private pain, living fear to fear. Laughter hides the silent cries Only Jesus hears People need the Lord People need the Lord At the end of broken dreams He's the open door
called to take his light to a world where wrong seems right what could be too great a cost for sharing life with one who's lost through his love all hearts can feel all the grief they bear they must hear the words of life only we can share people need the lord people need the lord at the end of broken dreams he's the open door give our lives cause people need the Lord people need the Heaven, such glorious beauty everywhere. Heaven, there's no other place that can compare. Heaven, God's glory fills the air. Heaven, there'll be no more pain and sorrow there. Heaven, no more sickness and death, nor despair. Heaven, the Lamb of God sits on His throne chair. Heaven is the eternal home for the saints the Lord has prepared. If you're on the road to nowhere, separation from a holy God is a living nightmare. Your life may seem hopeless, but Jesus cares. Jesus understands, and He is aware. That's why the cross He did bear. He wants you to become His kingdom heir. Can you trust and believe in the Lord today? If yes, then pray the sinner's prayer. Father in heaven, I know I'm a sinner. 
and have sinned against you. And my sins have separated me from you. Please forgive me for my sins. I confess with my mouth and believe with all my heart that Jesus is your son. I believe that he died on the cross of Calvary, that I can be forgiven and have eternal life in the kingdom of heaven. Father, I believe Jesus rose from the dead. And I ask you right now to come into my life and be my Savior and my Lord. I repent of my sins and I will live and worship you all the days of my life because your word is truth. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. And right now, I am born again. I am saved and I am cleansed by the precious blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.